0: Today's video was brought to you by storyboardthat.com. Please visit teachercast.net slash storyboardthat for a limited time offer.
1: Welcome to the 31st episode of Principal Cast podcast, hosted by Teresa Stagger, Jessica Johnson, and myself, Spike Cook. Principal Cast is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in education leadership. For more information, please visit www.principalcast.com. There's many ways to connect with Principal Cast besides our our website. You can follow us on Twitter at PrincipalCast, Follow the hashtag. #principalcast and then also both our audio and video feeds are on iTunes. Episode 31 Ed Camp USA and ISTE featuring Bob Dylan is brought to you de- today by storyboardthat.com. Storyboardthat.com, the world's best storyboard creator. You can enjoy 25% off any purchase today at storyboardthat.com/teachercast. Once again, storyboardthat.com slash teachercast. So we want to welcome to the show our very special guest, Bob Dylan. He's the Director of Technology and Innovation at the Afton School District in St. Louis, Missouri. His blog, Principally Speaking, uh, was a finalist in the 2013 EduBlog Awards, and he's been blogging since way back in 2010. Welcome to the show, Bob.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to join you after uh, uh, stumbling across the podcast and listening to about the last 10 episodes. Uh, it's nice to be on and actually see you guys face to face.
3: Thanks oh, that's for coming.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. We're really excited um, because tonight we're going to be talking with you about your experience at EdCamp uh, USA and then almost – also setting the stage for SD because our next couple shows are going to be dealing with SD, so that's a it's a really good transition. Um, but before we go into our show, we usually do a sort of a weekly roundup of how we've been doing. Um, it kind of helps as we <laughs> reflect on the week. Um, sometimes, as you know, in, in education, it could be really crazy. Sometimes it's exciting, and then most of the times it's everything and between. <laughs> so um, I guess we're going to we'll start out with you, Bob. How was your week?
2: I had a good week. I was in Memphis um, Wednesday, Tuesday. I bought a house on Monday. Oh, so that's Congratulations. Friends. And then and, and I was in Memphis Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, at Egg- yeah. And so uh, Father's Day, I took his stuff.
1: Wait, so you bought a house and then you went to Memphis. Uh,
2: yeah. So what are we doing in Memphis? Memphis. Uh, a great conference down there, uh, about 800 people. The uh, Martin Institute uh, Summer Learning Conference. Uh, it is a fantastic kind of like middle sized conference. And they do a really great job of of public private independent and i've just um, been able to present down there yeah that's always a fun experience being down there so they, they always treat me well
1: that's awesome congratulations on all that uh, oh, Teresa. what's going on in your world
3: uh not a whole lot i'm uh i'm out of school which is great um <laughs> You know so i'm I'm no longer a first year principal. that's kind of exciting um i uh I've just been doing checkout meetings with my teachers all week and um trying to just catch up i feel like this I feel like this last week was the busiest week I've had all school year, and I wasn't even at work so i it's it's been kind of frustrating. But um, you know, all in all, it's okay. We're going we're going up to Traverse City this weekend, so we're all pretty excited because it's a vacation. It's our our yearly vacation with my sister in law, brother in law, and my husband and I. So we're uh, we're kind of amping up for that and just just trying to get policies and procedures down for next year. Um, uh. Yeah, just trying to kind of reorganize because when I when I came in it was kind of a mess, and so we're trying to uh, just get everything the way that we want it. So my secretary and I have been working uh, a lot the last week, and most of luckily with you know computers and internet, there's not a whole lot that we have to be physically in the office for because we all, we both have young kids, so it's nice to be able to be home and do that work. So that's kind of what we're looking at. What about you, Spike?
1: Well, um, I had probably one of those craziest weeks, uh, you know, because we were – I think uh, as starting tomorrow, we have like seven days left. So last week just happened to be the craziest of crazy weeks. I mean there was just – the the student discipline was on the rise, um, issues with staff, issues with everything that could be going on that, that could go on. So I think it was Thursday night. I get this email from Corwin because I've been working on this book uh, that'll be released in the fall and I actually got the the cover artwork and the um and the pre-order information and I was I was like I was, and I actually did a blog about it cuz I'm like this is exactly what I needed like that it will be okay that I just need to get through this because it I mean I'm telling you it was just insane the, the entire week was just I'm sure everyone out there who has, like, the last couple of weeks knows, you know, what I'm going through. So um, – but, Teresa, so you're done. Bob, are you – Are you, is your school district done?
2: Yeah, so here in Missouri, uh, my daughter's been off since the 23rd of May, and we finished on, like, the 28th or 29th. And so this is uh, – we're two full weeks past now, and so um, – you know, as my role uh, as director of innovation, we have a lot of summer work to do, but um, and so we're grinding on that. But it's so much different when kids are gone. You guys know that, and so oh, there's yeah. work to be done, but it's just it's uh, on a different pace. And so uh, yeah, we've been out, um, and it feels good. But I always feel bad for my folks on the East Coast. It feels like you guys go until mid to late June, and I just that's just a different mindset than we have here in the Midwest for us anyway.
3: Yeah, it's a whole another ball game. Um, I mean, I'm out early, but I'm we're a parochial school, so the yeah. the um, public schools are out either the end of this week or the end of next week. And when I was teaching um, in the school I was in before, it was the end of next week. And I don't know, um, but you know, in, in Michigan, it's a little bit different because we have a we have a a law that says we can't go to school until after Labor Day because of all the tourism in Michigan. Yeah. So when you can't start until after Labor, there, there's really no other option. Now, in in okay. uh, New Jersey, Spike, don't you guys start in August? Don't you?
1: No, we start in September. There's a um, sort of some sort of understanding that they have with the NJEA that I don't think they start before Labor Day. And le- if they do, if it's in September, it may be just professional development days. But there's uh-huh. something that has to do with with Labor Day. Um, I know Pennsylvania starts a little bit early, um and I believe Delaware does too. Those are the two states that are closest to us, so um and I'm not quite sure about New York, but yeah, it does seem like we traditionally go longer, and i don't exactly know why that is, but we're going also a lot longer this year because of the whole you know crazy winter, winter. that we had yeah uh I, Bob do you not we did so many um podcasts like the, you know, of course on a Sunday night where it's like, you know we're going to be getting five to six inches. You know I've already gotten yeah. the the call that we're going to be closing, and then like Teresa and Jessica, it, like they're like, oh well, <laughs> we already have ten inches on the ground, and like, we're at school tomorrow. be at school tomorrow. <laughs> we'll at school tomorrow. Like what? Like you can't have the it, snow like, tires on. It's fine. <laughs> like we were just yeah. rocked like like never before, so um, yeah, so ours in
3: Detroit was actually was a was record-breaking. We had the most snow in Detroit that we've ever had, ever. Um, yeah. So, it, I mean, it was it was ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it was and bad I here, was. too. I want to say, yeah. we had schools that were, like, out 17 days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Like, rural Missouri. you guys know Will Chamberlain at all? You know him on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Will, 17 days he was out. And so... Yeah, at some point in time, he's like, "Well, I guess sometime soon we'll be learning again." I, yeah, he was just—I mean, his schools are 70 miles apart. Oh my goodness! Character. Yeah, oh. like, the two elementary schools are like the further—they're 70 miles apart. It's crazy. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is crazy. That's yeah.
1: We—that's um, I, I always different crack different. on. We always crack on Jessica, you know, being out in Wisconsin and all the the yeah. ruralness, but like that seems that seems pretty rural. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, so what we wanted to talk about, our main topic uh, tonight was um, you know, EdCamp USA, but just for our, for our uh, viewers and, and listeners, Bob, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became connected because I think um, – you know, when I think of the, the set of, of pioneers, the trailblazers on Twitter, connected educators, I know that your name comes up. So tell us a little bit how you got started and, and a little bit about your, your education journey. Yeah,
2: sure. Um, You know, I was a principal for 14 years, so um, this is the first full year of me not being a head of a school in a long time. Wow. Uh, um, I'm sure we'll go into that in more detail, but I was a middle school principal um, for – A part of what I was doing, but I was in that school of 150, and um, in that school, um, it can be a pretty lonely place in 150 kids, right? You're the only principal around, Um, you're the only person in the building, you're not. Um, And so it was, um, it was kind of by necessity to become connected. And so I, um, there were a a, a few. Um, folks that, uh, were here in St. Louis, Kyle Pace being one of them. And I went to the first, uh, ed camp, uh, Kansas city. And I think that's really what kicked off, um, me being a connected educator, um, should I uh should I try to find a better spot, guys? I just is uh, video video not good.
3: I th- I think we're getting there's a little bit of there's some lag. It's freezing at certain points. But I was just checking with Spike. I wasn't sure if it was me, or if it was you guys, because my my cord is off. Is there a a spot in your house that would be better? Yeah, give me a. That's not a problem, control. Spike. And I'll go. You go ahead and and find it.
1: Okay. Sounds good. No
3: problem. Um, so Spike okay, actually. I, yeah, while, I was
1: wondering about that, Teresa. Yeah,
3: I'm glad. Okay, good. I I thought it was me because I'm in a different spot, but I was plugged in, so I wasn't sure how that. Um, but Spike actually, while we're sitting here and we're and we're alone and chatting, um, Brian, I Elbeck think we're and, alone now. <laughs> while we're alone, while we're broadcasting live on on, on the internet, <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> while we're alone with a hundred thousand of our closest friends. Right. Um, <laughs> Brian Alibek is in the chat room, and he's asking when your book gets released to the public.
1: I don't. I don't have a date on that. It's just <laughs> sometime in the fall.
3: Okay, that's. What I said I thought it was September, but you can pre-order it now. That's correct.
1: Yes, pre-orders okay. are available if you want to. You know, check out um, uh, uh, Corwin's Connected Educator Series, or I can tweet out the um, the link to. Uh, the post that I did that has, you know, all the information on it. So.
3: Sure. That'd be awesome. And why don't you, um, why don't you tell the people who are listening who, um, cause I know you've got like talk about what your book, what it kind of, what it covers. And then I know you've got some cool stuff going on at the end of the chapters um, that I think some people might be interested in too.
1: Well, I think the stuff going on at the end of the chapters is cool just because it, it, it is, uh, you know, from the perspective of the, of, there's about six uh, connected educators that I, um, I work with to to kind of help them tell their story. So um, each of the each of the chapters, you know, has a theme, and then throughout that theme, we focus in on uh, folks like Brad Gustafson, uh Tad Haynes, uh, researchers Jeff Carpenter and Dan Krukka, um Ben Gilpin and Amber Tiemann. Um there's a, also a little story in there by a woman named Teresa Stagger. It's <laughs> kind of unknown. Nobody really knows who she is. But First what's... your principal <laughs> and then also uh, Melinda Miller. So, um, but basically um, the book is just a practical, um, a practical guide to help uh, educators and, and connected educators uh, see the power of social media and how it can help you to uh, basically transform as a leader.
3: And what's really cool about that, the reason that I brought up the little vignettes at the end of the chapters is the things, what's really nice about that is that it is that it is real world experience and it's talking about how, you know, how these educators found being connected and and what they're doing with it now and how it's helped their career. So if you, you know, if you haven't seen a whole lot about Spike's book, it's definitely going to be, um, you know, we kind of got an advanced um, kind of look through um, when uh, when he submitted it, and it's a great great book. So make sure that you're pre-ordering it. And this is also in a series with um, Joe Sanfilippo and Tony Sinanis Also have a book.
1: Yeah, there's um, there's a lot. Peter Dewitt has a book coming out. Tom Whippy and Steve Anderson, um, uh, Pernell Rip, uh, I believe this one. Refrance Davis. There's I think there's about ten of them coming out. So it should be it should be really cool. Uh,
2: Corwin's done a nice job of, it looks like, uh, rounding up the troops and uh, getting everybody under contract, and they uh, really have. And so I, yeah. I, I give Eric credit, I guess some of us, uh, probably most of us do, for kind of rounding up the troops. Uh, my uh, my work with Corwin's probably another six to eight months behind, but it's in process too. So. Oh, cool. Uh,
3: That's great. Uh, yeah, talk about what you're doing, Bob.
2: Yeah, so I actually have a book coming out this fall too, and the, uh, this isn't a Corwin book, but it's uh, called uh, – Engage, Energize, Empower, Leading um, Tomorrow's Schools Today, I think is the official title now. And so it really focuses on um, how to go from being a manager to being a leader again. Because I think a lot of us have these great ambitions, and we all want to be a leader, and then we fall into this trap of managing. And then how do you get back out of that trap? So it really tells the story of a fictitious principal. That kind of finds these 10 ways to go back to leading. And oh, so, that- um, yeah. yeah, so I'm really excited about it because it's really stuff that's really high engagement stuff for kids. But it talks about how do you actually do that with the community and parents and your staff and how do you get to those places? And then what rewards do you get for your kids for taking uh, some risk and doing these things? And so, really excited about it. And it really took, you know, 10 years of my career and basically put them. Um, between two hard covers, and so and that was pretty exciting too because I once I went into kind of this technology and innovation space, I didn't want to lose the wisdom of the principalship, and so um, that was part of the reason why I did that, so it worked out really well. So,
1: nice. so can you tell us a little bit you – were, you were starting earlier, so you, you were principal for 14 years. Is that right?
2: Yeah, three different schools, uh, assistant principal, principal, all middle school. Um, and it went from a building of 1, to a thousand <laughs> to a building of 150 and wow. the building of 150 was an awesome, awesome experience. Um, yeah. and I, I think I was saying before is that's the piece where I said, I need to be connected to some other people that really, really want to be change agents. And cause I was finding the, it to be kind of a uh, innovation desert around me. And okay. so uh I started reaching out to folks and uh getting a part being a part of the conversation ended up at my uh first ISTE in Philadelphia four or five years ago and was like, "Oh, there are other people out here and so <laughs> ever since it's been um you know connecting with people all the time, and so uh, no matter uh probably every state in the country uh there's somebody right now, so that's kinda neat
1: that's pretty cool so um and and I think like I was reading through your your uh your bio and everything like that. So once you once you became connected um you know you started connecting with these folks you said you went to Ed Camp um and that was in uh, St. Louis.
2: Yeah, the one in Kansas City and now uh, I've been um with Kyle Pace who Kyle, kind of yes, that was yes. th- that was the first kickoff of Ed Camp in Missouri and then I've been the co-founder of the Ed Camp St. Louis event for the last 3 years. And so we had close to 500 people at our ed camp last February. Uh, it was complete insanity and it was so awesome. It was the as I it was a big messy day and I love big messy awesome. days. It was, yeah, awesome. it was awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> Great.
1: The I love how you say that because it's so true. Like, you know, and you know, like, you know, you both know, like, being principals, it's like, and I said that before. Every like, day
3: is a big, messy day.
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> learning in schools can get real messy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So much um, better that
3: way. So then, can I jump in real quick, Spike?
1: You can jump in as oh, much as <laughs> want.
3: guy. Isn't he the best? Happy Father's Day, by the way, oh, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks. I hope it was a wonderful day. It was fun. Um, Good, I'm glad. Hopefully, everybody had a good rest. It's Father's Day. For if you're watching this later, we're doing this on Father's Day, and these wonderful men have given up their evening to come and chat with us. So, or come and chat with me, I guess. They're chatting with each other, whatever. So, anyway, so. <laughs> There <laughs> we go. I didn't let me out very and I don't go off script because I can't. Um,
1: she's she she's right. She normally – that's why I was a little bit surprised. I'm like, she's like going off script. I don't like, know. Whoa, I bring whoa. it from everybody. I don't yeah, think Yeah,
3: see, that's why. It's, it's, it's like, good. oh, this is a safe place. But I was making it <laughs> feel safe. It's all it. the kids, right? This is a safe place. This is a safe it's environment good. for you to be – Right. You know. Okay, so just for anybody who's watching, in case there's anyone out there who does not know what an ed camp is oh. – Oh, can one of you explain that? Because if not, the show is going to be over a lot of people's heads.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll take a run at it. And actually, there's a great book coming out about EdCamp that Kristen Swanson wrote. Oh, yes. Who, yes. Um, is part of the EdCamp Foundation. So uh, EdCamp is an informal, free gathering of folks, usually on a Saturday, where folks are coming together to talk about innovation and best practice. Um, I think they just went over 500 different EdCamps have now happened over the last five years. And usually um, the day is driven by the participants, so there's no set sessions, there's no agenda. It is truly uh, participant-driven, and uh, it is usually uh, a magical time for folks that uh, come for the first time to actually feel the energy of why they join the profession. That's my best shot at EdCamp. So,
1: I think that was great. I, I went to <laughs> yeah. the first one of, a few years ago, and it was uh, called Pad Camp by Kevin Jarrett uh, down here mm-hmm. in South Jersey. And uh, it, exactly. And, and in fact, what I tried to do, and this is in uh, actually in digital leadership because uh, Eric had interviewed me about that. I tried to take that model and put it into our own professional development. I was hooked right away because it's that unprofessional development. So um, – Hey, hey, Teresa, just to give you an idea about Mr. Dillon here, Mm -hmm. he did his first blog post on Saturday, February 27, 2010. Tell you. Wow. I, and I went back and read it because I You've I on
2: both feet, huh? I I need to go back there and read it.
1: <laughs> I love reading people's first blogs. I think it's an overlooked thing. And it, and it was just talks about how you were you know taking this journey and now you're ready to start a new journey. I think you became the principal and jumped right into it because it's so funny. Because I always tell this story because I think it's very interesting that you know with Teresa, you know she's like got to become a principal and then she's like I really I want to learn as much as I can and then basically you know like every Sunday we've been doing these podcasts and it's just it's uh you know, it's just been great to watch that development. So yeah, you did it, you know, you were you were starting on Monday and that was your first blog post.
2: I you know, I have to say that I am a journalism major originally. So oh, wow. um yeah, and so I uh went through college and uh secondary ed and journalism and then taught like your book and newspaper and English. Um and so writing's always been a, a piece. And so it's, sometimes it's an outlet. Uh, now it just happens to be a big public outlet that anyone can go look at. And so, uh, which is okay. I, I'm, this transparency has been much more comfortable for me than other people. Um, you know, my blending of personal and professional and just being who you are. Um, I, you know, I've just become comfortable with that. I know people, fr- you know, cringe sometimes about like, You know, how much of my life am I letting everyone see? Um, I've just kind of gotten over that, and the benefits have been much, much better than the risk, I guess, for me. And I know it's a personal thing, but it's been good for me.
3: Well, it's true, but it it seems – I feel like especially for for people who want to help others learn, you know, as like administrators and other teachers, for people who are purely – in it for the learning and the teaching. I think that that transparency is important because without blogs like yours and Spikes and Jess's and people who are willing to put it out there as a reflection, people like myself in first-year principal roles might have a more difficult time. It's, you know, the, the one thing that I said, I just had an interview with Chris Nassi on his house of ed tech podcast last week. And, um, one of the things he had asked was about, um, you know, how, how did this help in your first year? And the, the biggest thing was being able to, to go on to Voxer, for example, and say, uh, you're never going to believe what happened in my building today. <laughs> my parking lot was on fire. You <laughs> can't get out of the parking lot. I mean, there's like just the, the crap that you'd be able to share. And yeah. and for me to be able to get experienced people who will, who say, you know what, that's ridiculous. It's completely insane, but you're going to get through it. And believe yeah. it or not, it's going to get worse. And it's going to get better, but you're going to make it and it's going to be okay. And I think, and then they would share stories about, you know, my first year as a principal or the first time I walked into this building or, you know, Spike had a water main break over Christmas or sometime uh, around there. Geez, I mean, you know, yeah, things right. like that as you go, you know what, everybody's dealing with it. But without being able to have that conversation or read about the conversation, I yeah. think it's a struggle for first year people because I, I mean, I would have gone through this year literally yeah. banging my head against the wall every day.
2: Yeah. I mean, I still remember, I mean, I had, you know, Chris Lehman has a water main break story, right? Like SLA flooded like uh, the first uh, summer they were there and that's crazy. And then, you know, I, I remember, I have a friend of mine who's just retired mid fifties, but the day that I just totally lost it, like I had done discipline for six straight hours as an assistant, <laughs> I picked up like a whole handful of files and just like chucked oh them across the room that's and like crazy. totally black. <laughs> and he reminds me of the story all the time, but I'm like, it, it, what do these kids want? And i like, boom. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you had totally lost it that day. And so, uh-huh. but you know, that was nice. It, it was nice to have somebody there. I was so lucky. I got hired way, way too young to be an assistant principal. And um, they, uh, but I had three great people that mentored me and we all need that, right? We just need people that will, because, yeah. um, you know, people at home can care for us. They just don't get it. Right, right. Right. That's a right. F- great point. That's yeah.
3: yeah, that's a good that's a really good
1: quote. Yeah. And that, that sort of, you know, that sort of goes into, you know, you know, and, and we do appreciate uh people like yourself Bob because we do know that you guys were trailblazers. So, um and and with that, you know, a, a lot of you got a chance to get down to at Camp USA, yeah. which was I guess the first um the first Ed Camp at the Department of Education and also involving our Secretary of Education. So, how how did yeah, that yes. all come about? Like, how how did that, how'd you get invited to that?
2: Yeah, and so, crazy story, I'm at the Florida Education Technology Conference, which is a great conference, by the way. Never a bad idea to go to Orlando for a conference. Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Is it in like February, February or in time? January, yeah. it's the last week of January. It's awesome. <laughs> Core. So I'm presenting down there. I'm actually walking through the exhibit hall, and Kristen Swanson runs over to me and says, we're having Ed Camp at the White House. We're having Ed Camp in the White House. You have to be there. I'm like, okay, tell me when it's going to be, and that's how it happened. It was crazy. Apparently, oh, she wow. just gotten off the phone with like the undersecretary, Richard Collada. I think he's the undersecretary of education, and they had just confirmed it, and I think I was the first person after she got off the phone to confirm, oh, it, that's saw. cool. And so, like, I saw like the absolute raw emotion of her being able to score that event. And so, I know there are a lot of people made it happen, but uh, that was fun. But um, and then just squeezed it in. And actually, the harder part for me was trying to convince my wife that I needed to be there when we were on vacation in Denver. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we were uh, playing in the mountains for four days. And so uh, I said, I have to leave Denver and fly to D.C. And so she said, on a scale of one to 10, how much does this one matter? And I said, it's at least an eight. So we uh, we made good. So it was an eight, huh? <laughs> it was an eight. I don't know what a 10 would be, but it's an eight. I, uh, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> pretty. I mean,
1: when I was reading, you know, like the tweets and some of the posts that some people have talked, you know, because. Uh, You know, it it, it seemed like it it was pretty big, you know, so, okay, so we'll
2: we'll take the eight, Teresa. I think so. You know, I actually The principal cast podcast was like a (laughs) 7.5. Well played. Well played.
3: This guy's good. Well, you know what, though? He
2: did get off. He got off the plane,
1: and he direct messaged me. It was very similar to the Kristen Kristen Swanson story, but it was just like, hey, I I got a cool story I got to share with you, you know? And he came to us first.
2: I did. It's exclusive. It's so. exclusive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exclusive
3: Camp USA stories by Bob Dylan.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, you know what, actually, the greatest part about it is probably the people you saw tweeting was like, oh, it's the same cast of characters, but there was a whole group of folks there that were brand new to probably not Ed Camp, but like uh, interacting with the group of people that were there, and so I, there were people from tons of different places and tons of small towns, and... Uh, you know, that's not going to show up in the social media world, but it was a great experience for those folks to take home and, you know, take back for their professional development, take back to their buildings. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, you know, I, as I said in my blog, I think it was the end of the beginning of EdCamp. Uh, it really, I think, put a, put a stake in the ground.
1: So how much did um, Arnie Duncan participate
2: He was there and um, came in and looked at the board and said it was neat and (laughs) um, and And he was there was attentive and then um, he made an appearance, um, okay, which was nice. Because I was wondering if he and he shook Tom Whitby's hand. I think that was really the seminal moment of the whole thing. So, wow. But he didn't he participate
1: didn't. in the actual, like any of the, the the sessions or anything like that, or. Yeah,
2: he did not, and so okay. there were there were a number of department people there, and then also a number of um, other Washington folks from different agencies and lobbying folks, and um, that were there, and so I, I think it was um, it was it was a good way to get some exposure, and then there were some people from the department that were just overwhelmed that teachers would pay money to come to the Department of Ed to have a conversation about learning. So I think that said something to them.
3: That's a lot. That's that's a big deal. Yeah.
2: So what were some of the sessions? um... Yeah, um, you know, there were a lot of – there was a concerted effort to talk about solutions and not problems, which I appreciated. Um, I've always kind of called myself a solutionist Um, because I don't like to dwell and dwell and dwell on problem, because I think we can turn into a really bad teacher's lounge. Um, Ed ed camp can totally digress into a bad teacher's lounge for a half a day, unless you really have people focused on solutions. So we were talking about, like, what could the Department of Ed do to raise awareness about, um, you know, good things going on? I think really when I boiled everything down, there was a lot of conversation about, there are pockets of excellence everywhere, and no one knows about them. And how do we fix that? Uh, how do we let you know? I, I, it's really hard for principals, teachers, superintendents. If you say to them, like, "Tell me the best ten stories that happened in your learning space this week," like people freeze and they're like deer in the headlights. And so, um, I don't know. As educators and learners, we do a very good job of telling our story. I mean, I, you, we said that earlier, but you know, um, I, I think we still have a huge gap in that, in that space. And so, um, th- that was a really good conversation around that. And then um, there were some things about how to, you know, act now and ask for permission later. That was actually a, mm-hmm. a theme that came up. And so I like that one. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I actually, um, The session I led, and just I'll wander there, is that I talked about a culture of yes. And as the director of innovation, a big part of my role is never to say no to anyone. Apparently that's the – I didn't know that when you go to Disneyland or Disney World, apparently they cannot tell you no. Did you know that? No. No. So like (laughs) – You're perfectly played. No. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you're like, hey, can – You know, can you give me this? And they can't say no. They have to say, well, yes, and, or yes, let's figure that out, or let me help you with that. And so I just think that's huge in education is that a teacher comes, has this idea, and as a principal, sometimes it's a nonverbal. It doesn't even have to be a verbal no. You shut them down. They go back and tell five more people they don't want to hear it. I've had this great idea. They wouldn't listen to it, and it's gone. And the whole culture of innovation is gone from your place.
1: I completely agree. I think I've been in many of those situations where I continue to say yes to things um, and, and I – because I just feel like it's just that it's, – it's funny. It's like it's that much easier and it's that much harder. It's easier in the sense to say, okay, well, this is going to be your idea, so you're going to have to go through it. But then to also acknowledge that uh, it also – it takes some – it takes some courage because I think traditionally principles have been in the culture of no.
2: Yeah. I actually, when I was hired, they said, we need you to come in and say yes. Wow. And so it's been, it's been fun. It's been a part of my job is to come in. Someone comes with an idea, and I say, let's figure out how to make it happen. And we have this really cool trust-sharing um, ideas flow going now in the Afton School District. And so I should mention, Afton's like 2,500 kids, K-12. So we have a high school yeah. of 800. Uh, it's actually a great-sized school district to come in and make change. And yeah. so um, I've probably made every change you can make in the technology sector there in 18 months. And the board's been on board. Teachers have been good with it. My superintendent's a total gem that totally gets the need for change, and we've taken a place that was 10 years behind, and now people in St. Louis are looking and saying, we want to come visit Afton. How are you guys pulling this off? What are you doing? And so it's been a absolutely marvelous project and journey for me. It's been fun. So I try to tell that story every time I can because I, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't tell the Afton story and tell people to tell their stories, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think the the fact that, like
1: you're saying, like I was hired to say yes. Okay, so I read this um I read this this thing that was in the Heckinger report mm-hmm. was last week or the week after is like something about like we need gutsy leaders. Yeah. And it was funny because I I, I completely agreed with it. You know, yes, we do need need gutsy uh, leaders, but the fact of the things that you're telling telling us um. That really does fly in the in the uh, in the face of like how things have been done in education because it's usually not a system of yes, it's not a culture of yes, and in fact they don't necessarily always want gutsy leaders, you know. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, you have obviously way more experience than I do, uh, and you've been around, you know, around the country at different places, but I mean. The fact that you even have innovation in the in the uh, the part of your um, job description, you know, does say something about your school district. Oh yeah, oh. yeah,
2: and I I think that you know I think if you look at a number of really really good like independent and private schools, you'll start to see that title in places, and I think it's just starting to leak into the public school vein, and I, I've noticed that. Uh, both in Atlanta and in Memphis where I've done some work that they have kind of chief innovation officers or, you know, uh, those types of titles. And they're really freeing someone up um, in their schedule to be uh, the cheerleader and catalyst for change because we all know, like, as a principal, there are times when the logistics and management of the day just take over. And it's so easy to fall away from, you know, what do I want to change? How am I going to do this? And so you almost have to have someone that that is their role, and so it's it's fun, and I hope to have this role for a long time, no matter what seat I'm sitting in so
1: well, it sounds like it would be a hard role to um, to keep up with, you know what I mean too so because if you want to be the chief uh, innovation uh, you know person in your school district, I mean what got you there is not going to what it's not going to be what what keeps you there, right yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think that, um, thank goodness my boss says go visit other places, go Mm -hmm. see what good stuff's going on. If I didn't have that, there'd be no way to kind of stay current because it's not like St. Louis is busting down the door of all things innovation. But the fact that, you know, I can reach out to all the connected principals, all the connected leaders and see the programming that they have, I can bring that stuff back home. And so it's, um, It's been great. We actually just landed, it looks like, the um, Chromebook Institute in St. Louis in 2015. The first one's in Chicago this week. Uh, The folks at Glenbrook North, maybe, are running that. And so uh, we're excited because uh, Afton will be hosting kind of a regional conference, uh, and that'll be a first for that school district uh, next summer. So we're excited about that. That,
1: that's awesome. I mean, you have so many exciting things going on. Could you, take us through? Through, could you take us through a, like a typical day of, of innovation <laughs> at Afton?
2: Yeah, um, oftentimes it is me um, wandering around buildings and kind of getting a lay of the land and what's going on. Sometimes I'm um, having to extract stories out of places, take a lot of pictures and do that piece. Um, I'm also kind of a cross pollinator. Of ideas and you know maybe a first grade class is doing something awesome and a fourth grade class right down the hall never knew that but they're doing the same project and you know bringing those folks across to collaborate and then sometimes teachers were willing to say things to me that they want their principals. so sometimes I have to play that intermediary role of so-and-so wants to do this I want to support them I think you should too And so helping our school leaders kind of have that same culture of yes uh, is a piece. And then I am also always kind of having um, higher level conversation with our senior leadership. And so I feel like at times I'm kind of the pulse on the district. And so uh, I'm everywhere from switches and ports and the technology guy to the, you know, the bites and bits to, actually sitting down with some first graders and reading a story. So it's a pretty freewheeling sort of day. So it's great. That's awesome.
1: Teresa, like, I know what you must be thinking about. Could you imagine you have somebody that just was there, that constantly try to make you innovative and all that kind of stuff in your, in your school district?
3: You know what? I feel like in all honesty, I feel like that's kind of what I was brought in to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm because that's a lot of what we've spent the year doing. What would be amazing is if I had someone to do it instead of me, (laughs) so that I could run on, so I could work on the day-to-day operations of the building. Uh, But I mean, it's amazing that they, that they have hired and, and put out for a position purely for that. It's a, it's amazing.
2: Yeah. Now this, the job was originally the director of technology, right? And it just, I morphed it into this innovation role. (laughs) Like I do the technology stuff and stuff that I don't get, but you know, I have good people that work for me and I can say, I don't understand what this is, but, um, it's nice to be more in the instructional side of the house. So, and, um, we're really excited. We've made big gains. Um, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Bright Bites? I'm trying not to do advertisement, but they no. think you, feel free so, to do advertisement. Yeah. So too. no, like so, yeah. Bright Bites. Um, that's I think who actually pays Kristen Swanson's bills. So that's who she works for during the day. They're out in San Francisco, but they have probably the best set of metrics around technology integration that I've ever seen. So you're able to actually see. Teachers are using these things; they're making a difference in learning, and I think they just went over like a thousand school districts and eleven thousand students um, are a part of this now. So it's a, it's a survey, but the reports and the metrics that you get are incredible. So uh, Rob Mancabelli, who wrote uh, the Professional Learning Networks book with Will Richardson, uh, it's his project oh, okay. right now. So, if you've read the Robin Will book on professional learning networks, um, but it has completely transformed our common language around technology, our trust by the board of education, uh, our data conversations, and so it's been really nice to have something like that. Um, and I think that that company has done fabulous things, and they're getting ready to explode even bigger. So. That's. That's interesting.
1: You know, um, I was th- there. A couple of things that I, I thought about that. I um, I was in a Edmodo group um, that they're they're studying uh, Eric's digital leadership. So one of the chapters I taught. You know. That, inter- that Eric had interviewed me for was, um, you know, marking the growth of technology used by teachers and students. So we use the MacRell uh, walkthrough system, and yep. it has the technology piece there. So you can see, you know, what students are doing, you know, in your three to five minutes, and what the what the teachers doing, and then within that with technology, then you know what the different uses are. And um, it was interesting because you know since I've gotten there, you know, the technology you know use has grown um, and, and right now that's really our only metric that we can use um, so this sounds interesting I did tweet that out I, I guess they're at bright bites uh, but it's a metrics on uh, on technology because you'd mentioned yeah. the Board of Education and oftentimes Board of, of, of Educations are really looking for that you know so why are we doing this you know and yeah. how's it helping students
2: and you, you're saying that they'll, they'll help you with that Absolutely. I mean, um, dig into it. It is, I think it's the gold standard around that it's taking us away from technology being an arms race. Like how much stuff do you have to how well are you using it? It really is changing the conversation for us. And so, uh, we've been happy with it. And, um, I, I actually have a chance to talk to the Missouri school boards association in the fall. And so we're going to walk through our process, um, in using that, so we're we're pretty excited. And I think almost the entire state of Iowa is using it. Also, um, I'm actually surprised that people aren't more vocal about it because I know that everybody I talk to says it's a home run for them in their district. So,
1: I'll definitely check that out. That sounds pretty cool. And it looks like I just checked on there, and they're they're going to ISTE too. So yeah. I'm sure that they will. Um, they will yeah, are you guys out. going down there?
3: We're not going – I think Jeff is going um, in person. We had – I know we had um, issues with with all the snow this year. Things got – I had a a thing that – a week-long thing that I have to do, and it was pushed into that week because of all of our snow. Everything got pushed uh, because school is out late. But we are doing – Jeff is – with TeacherCast is – Is broadcasting every day from ISTE. and I think this is going to be one of the spike. Am I right on this? That this is going to be one of the shows.
1: Yeah, yeah. That he broadcasts. I think he has uh, from nine to twelve uh, every day at ISTE. He has you know interviews set up with with folks, and then I'm sure he's going to grab some people there, and then he's also going to be running some, you know some different promotional things about his channel. So um, yeah. yeah, so so this
2: is this will be part of it. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I don't, and I don't know what to think about being back at ISTI again. So I, it's been a while. Um, I, it's one of those things where I will not probably learn very much by sitting in sessions, even though every session I sit in, I learn something. Right. Uh, it, it's absolutely one of those times where you have to almost let the conference come to you, as opposed to you come to the conference. Okay. Otherwise, I get, I get real. Uh, kind of not tense and stressed out but like I just feel like if I kind of say here's what I want to get out of it and I show up and that doesn't happen then I get real frustrated so like it's just one of those things you just kind of let it come to you and however it plays good stuff will happen now now try to sell that to your board and your superintendent like yeah I'm just going to go down and let the conference (laughs) come to me (laughs) it should be fine
3: (laughs) it will be great it, it should work just fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't see any. I can't imagine any issues with that kind of conversation. Maybe that's one of those where you act first and uh, ask later, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> just go. So actually, the really nice thing. I just hired a brand new um, one-to-one coordinator, and so this will actually be like the third day he's on the job. I'm taking him to Isti, so that's always a good start, right? <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Just like throw them in that ex- <laughs> expo hall and say go, right? is in my fire. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, when you go, you said you haven't been to ISTE in in a while. Yeah, five years. I think you Philadelphia. I think that was. Oh, okay. It's been a long time. So, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 just I'm looking forward to. It. I get down there early on Friday, which is you know well ahead of the conference getting started on Saturday. I'm actually going to try to do a school tour on Friday while I'm down there. That's actually one of my favorite things to do when I'm in a town is go walk through a school. Oh, um, cool. I learn a ton. You know, I, I, when I came to Edscape, I came a day early and hung out in New Milford, which was great. Oh, yeah. I ended up with uh, Eric and George at an Italian restaurant before we went to a high school football game. So <laughs> That's that great. was before Edscape. Yeah, that was a mess, but it was great. It was one of those things where you <laughs> – actually have a sense of what's going on and uh, you you can get through kind of the uh, dog and pony show a little bit that way. So it's good.
1: That sounds great is there is there anything that you're looking for specifically when you go to, I know you said you're going to let the conference come to <laughs> you, but are you excited about are you excited about uh any of the maybe the keynotes or maybe some of the folks that you'll be meeting
2: up with?
3: What are you hoping finds you Bob?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right right um yeah, actually i have a I have a short thing that I'm doing down there with Dell uh, We're a strategic partner with Dell for our Chromebooks. And so I'm doing a piece on the power of storytelling down there. And so uh, that'll be good. And I oftentimes will go listen to connected learners and leaders that I haven't seen in person. Okay. Um, When I was in Florida, I went and saw Lynn Hilt, who was fantastic. Uh, You know, I'd learned from her for years. I'd never seen her present and I showed up and she's like, you don't need to be in here, but there's something totally different. Like after you've seen someone present, um, and so I'll pick out five or six people that I know and respect already that I will um, – I'll probably go sit in their sessions, so that will be fun.
1: That should be cool, and um, it seems like I, I guess Adam Bello will be back again. I, I really enjoyed his um, – I, did, I didn't go last year, but I did see his, uh, his closing uh, of ISTE. He did a great job. He had a Google Glass on and everything like that, and it looks like he's getting ready for that as well.
2: Yeah, Adam Adam is uh, one of the smartest guys I know. I just like to sit next to him. I feel like I learn by, like, I get smarter by osmosis. Osmosis. <laughs> next to Adam Bellow. So. I actually had a chance. I was at the Maryland Tech Conference, and Adam spoke there, so that was kind of fun. So He
3: spoke at our Michigan Tech Conference as well this year. Oh, wow. He did the opening
2: keynote. Nice. Actually, I'm hoping to get to Michigan. I had a conversation with Aaron Klein for the first time. Oh, I've yeah. Ever, I don't like there's another person I had learned from for years and never met, I met her in D.C. at Ed Camp USA. So she's trying to convince me to come up to Michigan. Uh, so I'd like to come up and uh, oh sure, see good things up there. So she's actually
1: going to be on the show next week. Um, we're going to be talking about her her plans for ISTE and the different things that she's going on. Yeah. She you know you she
2: need has- to ask her about never sleeping. She said she pulls all-nighters all the time. I'm like, wow. how old are you? I'm right. like, how do you do that? I'm like, Oh, my gosh.
3: No, I can't well, see well, that because no, no, she's so – At Camp
2: USA, she had like a, a 7 o'clock flight, and she's like, well, I don't have a hotel room for the last night. I'm just going to stay up and work on some stuff. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I don't know how people wow. do that. I was blown away. I'm like, um, we were – yeah, we – yeah. I'm like okay. Have a good night, morning. Good luck with that. Yeah, have a good night. <laughs> and morning,
3: <laughs> I can't wait to ask her about that next week. That's, I don't you know,
2: know.
3: We have Craig Yen who's in the chat room. Okay. Um, he's not. He's actually not in there this week, but he's in there every other week, <laughs> and he's uh, every week he's in the in the chat room, and um, he is an educator in California, and even though there's a time difference, I mean I get that we're in Eastern time and he's on Pacific time. I get that but he is tweeting 24 hours a day the man is is putting out information and he's like he's not like buffering information or setting it up on hootsuite he's having conversations mm-hmm. 24 hours a day and i he's another one that i am convinced does not sleep he can't yeah. unless he's like- taking like 20 minute power naps
1: i like my sleep
3: me too <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is worth a lot the loss of sleep.
1: I'll tell you Nothing. one of my favorite things about uh, Father's Day today was taking a nap. That's like one of my favorite things to do on the weekends. I think it makes me so much more refreshed and ready to go. Plus Sundays yeah. are long, especially with yeah, with this. Um, yeah yeah, so so you have um ISTE's coming up, and then do you have anything else that's uh that's on your docket for the rest of the summer?
2: You know, I, I, should mention that I'm involved with a project, uh, in Guatemala. Uh, we have brought a technology literacy program down to about five schools. And so, um, wow. yeah. And so school year ends there in October. And so we have to make some decisions about what the next school year starting in January is going to look like. Are we going to expand that? Are we going to try to plant a school there? Uh, some pretty interesting things coming up, but, um, I was able to be in country in September, and it was a fabulous experience. Um, we actually have started a program in a school that has no electricity where they have a tablet and a projector and they do guided reading for an hour and a half, three days a week after school with a generator. What? so yeah, so yeah, I'll tell the story real quick. so. We get there, and I'm like, yeah, this is never going to work here. We drove like 20K up into the mountains, no electricity when we get there. But the neighbor across the street had electricity. So we ran the extension cord out the window, over the barbed wire fence, across the street, over the hedges, in the side of this person's house, and stuck two bare wires into an outlet to get the projector to work. And we, these kids that had never seen a projected image before – on like a little tablet, we're doing like these guided reading. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And so my role now is to get schools in the States who are interested in participating. Um, And we have some things where they're building children's books that are being used in country for the reading program. And so we had about eight schools this year participate. And, um, you know, we're trying to figure out, we don't need, 80 more schools to sign up here. We only have five schools down there. So a lot of things coming there. So that's going on for me. And then I'm actually headed to Nebraska for the Nebraska EdTech Conference in October, Uh, speaking there with some – they have some great people in Nebraska. I don't know if you guys know, um, you know, Brett Catlett's there and Josh Allen's there and Kristen Peters is there and Hmm. Craig Ventura. They have a great group of people in Nebraska. And so uh, excited to go chat with them. Um, and then, uh, actually beyond my work at Afton, I'm doing a little bit of work, uh, at a high school down in North Carolina. So I am, I stay busy.
3: Sounds that way. (laughs) All, all while still getting your recommended amount of sleep.
2: I I try. Yes. You may have
3: to do a presentation on that because I'm pretty sure most of us haven't figured out how to be able to do that yet.
2: (laughs) I, I do say that I try to get more done between like uh, 7 a.m. and, you know, like 5 p.m. than most people do in those 10 hours. But I, uh, okay. I'm, i yeah, like catching up with me is usually a trip at school. Like you're never in your office. That's true. Uh, you're never, <laughs> right. you're not in a building. No, I, you, catch me if you can is kind of right. how I play that. So, so but it's fun. Maybe I, that's
3: I, the way to get things done.
2: <laughs> right, hide. Yeah, I like that. And so, no, it's, but I love it. And I, you know, I've totally bought into the idea that what I do is a lifestyle and a culture and not just a job. And uh, once you're there, um, I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. I love what I'm doing. And I have, still find time for my, uh, my six and nine year old daughters who's who are both just a blast.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, Teresa, do you think maybe we should play a little word association with Mr. Dillon? I feel like oh, we I'm should. I'm super excited about this. This is, <laughs> the, this is really why I wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> so I, I, I did a 20-mile run. I did a, I, I did a 20-mile run before the Nashville Marathon, and I was listening to the podcast, and <laughs> – it, so it feels uh, like that's when I always listen to the podcast I don't know How
3: do feel so. about that? Right. That's awesome. He uh,
2: needs a marathon I mean, to be able to get through the podcast. It took like it, it. was great. It like took like at least like seven miles off the trip. So but, oh good. Uh, the word association so, that night had me literally laughing out loud while I was running. <laughs> so it was fantastic. It,
3: it must have been the night that we had one of the Wisconsin educators on. It was
2: it was. <laughs> so there okay. you go. Okay, just so
1: Kansas let me,
3: <laughs> let me reiterate the rules. <laughs> <just> so- <laughs> <laughs> Just so that if, if Jess were to jump on right now, we can make sure she knew what we were doing. All right, so Bob, we're going to give you Spike. Do you have words I can't get into the
1: doc? Oh, yeah, they're, they're okay. up. So, all right, so
3: so Spike has a list of words that he's going to give you. Our words may be more than one word, okay? It might be a sentence, right? Maybe, okay? <laughs> that being said, your answer, no matter what, can be one word. Gotcha. Unless you can use a hyphen where it's supposed to be appropriately used, not right. just <laughs> adding random hyphens to make it a word. So no like
2: hashtags that are like right. eighty words long. So yeah. Exactly. No, sure. All
3: right, so I think we have someone who knows how to play the game. So, I think
2: funny. I think we do. Yeah, I think. Let's we see
3: do. if we can get some good words and make somebody else laugh on their. I'm uh,
2: still not file. a good rule follower, but that's fine.
3: <laughs> and <laughs> and I you don't have to be think... you're an innovator.
2: The the cool thing too
1: is that uh, Jeff has been extracting this out and now he's uh, putting those up on um, on TeacherCast so the word association so that'll be really cool so all right we so understand. now we're gonna play a little little game called word association as Teresa said we can say as many words as we want and you can only say one
3: it's kind of baloney but that's the way the game goes <laughs> <That's right. laughs> hey, it's, your, it's
2: right. your
1: house house
3: rule. <laughs> <That's
2: right. laughs> Are like you ready to guy. play?
1: <laughs> Next season, I like, I need some more. Like I need like something, some sort of musical thing or or a bell or something like that. Like, are you ready to play? So. Oh, I can <laughs> find We're working on that. So oh. all right. So you can't get in the the dock. So it's on me. No, it's all you. Okay. Sound
3: effects are for season two. There.
1: Okay. Ed Camp. Invigorating. USA Soccer. Pumped. <laughs> <laughs> you did see what he's wearing, right, Teresa?
3: I thought he was wearing a scarf. Are you wearing a scarf? Yes.
2: Is it cold in St. Louis? <laughs> no, it's my it's my US national team scarf. Oh, well done. Home of the brave. I like yeah. it. Go team. Go and yesterday was flag day, team. so it's I, the I best. will be uh I will be taking off work a bit early to reserve my seat at my favorite um of uh, watching, and my family will be joining me for the second half, so that's how we go. Awesome! Here. Awesome. <laughs> awesome! All right, so we, 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 I did have to have him
1: explain a couple things here, but at least he, right. he's doing good. He answered
3: it in one word, though
1: two for two. We, right.
3: we prodded that was, right. <laughs> that was right.
1: <laughs> all right. Next one, Arnie Duncan
2: trying.
1: Okay, I didn't know we were on another delay there or <laughs> not. Sometimes silence is
2: we, – we've heard the silence stuff. Homophones rock, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah, keep that out.
1: Homophones oh rock.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um,
1: innovation.
2: Necessary. Blogging. Open.
0: Ooh,
1: good one. Here's one of those ones where, like, I can say some more things, but you're only going to say one. The next big thing. Nothing. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I, mm. I think you're going to want me to explain that, so if you want uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I it's think gonna be a cliffhanger for the next episode. That. That's
1: that's right. I think he wants to explain it, Teresa. All yeah, right, go ahead, like, Bob. Like pulling his,
3: pulling I, his scarf around his neck. I, <laughs> I
2: know.
3: Uh, it's okay. Explain it. Explain no, I just like <laughs> I, I just think
2: that we all start chasing things down rabbit holes, If we just mm. stop thinking about the next big thing. We'd be okay. Like it just it's it's a it's a it, it's a fool's waste of oxygen. To be thinking about the next big thing. How about just doing some of the stuff that we have right now, and not we can't incorporate new stuff. But there's no next big, no silver bullets. It's a lot of silver buckshot. Let's leave it at that.
1: I love that. Wow. You know, and here's Teresa. Here's a guy who's you know they probably joke when he leaves the building. There goes Mr. Innovation. You know, <laughs> like here comes Mr. <laughs> Innovation, and he you know really looks at the next biggest thing wow. as you know. You know, be careful to go down that that rabbit hole. I think that's very, uh, I think that's very
2: mature of him. I love the yeah. stuff that they were talking about. Who'd you have on that was talking about augmented reality, Brad? Oh, no, Brad, Brad Gustafson. To yeah. Totally cool, but that's not the next big thing either. Like, I was like totally jazzed about it. Love it. It works for them, but it's not the next big thing. Just, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Brad.
3: Not <laughs> 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 gonna work in St. Louis. No. Okay, back at it. Okay. Okay,
1: ready? Yeah. iPads.
2: Dying. Okay. Uh, blocking websites. Waste of time. Hyphenated. <laughs> oh, we got him! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And that was random, random
1: hyphens. <laughs> Bob, when you said that you were uh, also j- involved in both sides of the houses of technology, now yeah. it's like Game of Thrones, you know, right. the house of, uh, you know, the the ed tech side and then the, you know, the um, informational tech side. Yeah. I, I had to throw that in there because guess what? Normally comes out of the informational technology side.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the net the net nannies and the right. blocking websites.
2: Yeah, okay. we uh, Every time someone asked this year, the answer was yes. And I just didn't tell everybody. And then people would randomly go, hey, YouTube's open. Did you know? Yeah, I opened it. But I didn't tell the whole district. And it just – someone needed it, so you do it. And you know what? If kids have to go home to have a passion-based education experience for 18 hours, we're not doing something right. So – If we've got it shut down so tight that they can't experience at least something close to what they get at home, then it's never going to work. Interesting. I think we struck a chord there. I like it.
1: (laughs) I like it a lot. Um, Okay, next one is Twitter. Saving. (laughs)
2: Saving. Yeah. Saving. It it saves great educators. (laughs) Do you travel to Wisconsin a lot? He couldn't. couldn't, (laughs) couldn't, I can't do it. He couldn't stop. He couldn't.
1: That was the best – what what do they call that in music where you, like, really – you like you extend that out, Teresa? It's a
2: fermata. That's oh. the best
1: fermata
2: that I've heard. It's the first Same. fermata that I've ever had in my life. So
3: <laughs> but you tried. You tried. I love it. Made for effort.
1: <laughs> okay. There
3: is a there hold on, there was one in the oh, um the uh, in the chat room they have a word association with you.
2: <laughs> oh no.
3: Oh uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> it is uh,
2: Chromebooks. Uh, fantastic.
1: Mm. Um, here's another one:
2: running. Soul giving. That's an appropriate hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you put the word "stolen," we're gonna. <laughs>
1: Bob, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Soul giving. If you're doing 20 mile runs and you're listening to the principal <laughs> cast, I, I'm I'm thinking we may even be able to give him another word, uh, you know, another hyphen, uh, uh, famada, you know.
2: I will. I, I'm running the New York Marathon in uh, November. Nice. I'm super pumped. It will be number. 10. Oh wow. Your tenth. Yeah. Your tenth marathon. <laughs> yeah, which may be my last, but uh, I'm I'm getting slower as opposed to faster. So uh, it's fantastic though. It, it's the only thing that keeps. All of the insanity of my life in check. And so I run three days a week. I'm no just stumpenhorst. You know he's run yeah. like eight eight hundred straight days? That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've participated in two of the eight hundred days with him, but eight hundred straight days he's run a mile or more. That's crazy. And where is uh... he at again? He's not. He's like in a.
1: Also, it can get cold where he lives, right? Yeah, he's We're in
2: just, Chicago. Yeah, he's got these pictures of oh him, with like a frozen head. You know, That's like horrible. Yeah, he doesn't run when it's nice. When he was here in St. Louis, he keynoted our tech conference, and he said it was the first day in like two weeks that it had been above zero when he was running.
1: Oh my god! <sighs> awesome.
2: All right, I got one last one for you. Yeah.
1: Now this one, because of the at. You know, the way that you're going to respond to this, you know, we're, we're pretty open here. Major Twitter influencer of you. Yeah. At Chris Lehman. Okay. At Chris Lehman, the infamous principal of the SLA and um, host of the, um, and I always forget, EduCon. EduCon, yes. I yeah. love that conference.
2: Yeah, uh, Chris is a courageous, brave person, and uh, we just don't have enough people that are willing to just step out there, and man, Philadelphia is a train wreck, and he has somehow mm-hmm. found this little place to take care of kids in a total train wreck, so I give him a lot of credit.
1: He's awesome. I've, I've talked about him. We have to get him on the show. I, uh, I've i talked about my visit. We actually we went to EduCon. We uh, went and visited his school during the day to see the real deal, and I, I'll tell you what, it's it's interesting because like that guy, I remember um, there was a kid who was crying. Um, now it's high school, you're talking, you know, and something had happened, and um, he was made aware of it, and he's like, "I really hope you guys understand, but I need to go attend to this." Like we we were just finishing up too, but it was just it was just real, you know. It was yep. like that's what he really cared about, you know. Yeah. Um, I know with me, I mean, I have kids crying all the time, so I
2: just... <laughs> I'm hoping you're not making them cry. That's right, and sometimes I am making oh. them. Uh no. Oh, I, oh I, I forgot to mention, I'm actually going to the elementary principals conference, which I've never been to, in Nashville. Oh, you
1: are? Yeah.
2: And Jesus. so, uh, Joe Mazza has me doing something down there, the, the social, social media lounge. Yeah.
1: yeah to go to that. I didn't. I wasn't able to get the uh, the funding. But yes, uh, Joe Mazza and uh, Vicky Vicky Day and um, Tony Sinanis did a great job last year. Um, Todd Whitaker hangs out in the, in the social media yeah. lounge. Like um, it, it's. And
2: Melinda, hey, Melinda Miller will be down there. So yeah. she's a good.
1: She's a great Missouri person. She's uh she's as good as it gets. She is. Hey, she. Yeah. She. She she's been on the podcast. She she brings home uh, the book too. She talks about the transformation because she's another one of the the trailblazers. Yeah. So um, and now it is wow. This is this is great. But um, so now it's time for our principals to follow on Twitter. Each week we like to encourage everyone to expand their PLN to follow a new leader on Twitter. Um, of course this week. I'm gonna go with at idea guy forty two, also known as Bob Dylan. <laughs> we have to ask Bob how often, because it's just like with me being named Spike, how often do people make comments about you and the name Bob Dylan?
2: Oh yeah, you just gotta let it. You just, it's how it goes. So it's just you roll with it, you know. So I, I, um, yeah. I, I uh, introed the keynote at the Martin Institute, and I said, "Good afternoon, Howard. Good morning, I'm Bob Dylan. Okay, get it out of your system, everybody." And so, <laughs> Yeah, it's so uh, yeah, and it's funny. I was I was with Bob Dylan Senior celebrating my dad's Father's Day today, so I'm actually a junior. So believe it or not, I'm actually Bob Dylan Junior. So um, yeah, it's even crazier. It gets worse. It's even crazier. It's worse before it gets better generational thing
1: yeah we were actually gonna um because we have done this in the past like we had tech ninja todd on and i dressed up like a ninja and like i we were going to do like the singer songwriter (laughs) thing uh, if only i knew how to play the guitar
2: we
3: well and we had talked about trying to weave in lyrics to bob dylan songs (laughs) in the questions (laughs) that we were
2: asking you don't try so hard
3: my husband was like my husband be hysterical he's like this would be so funny i'm like i'm just not it creative dude (laughs)
1: oh it it would have been great but
3: you know yeah i mean you know (laughs) what are we gonna do so uh my principal to follow for this week is jason bodner and he actually also has a principal's podcast. He's a first-year principal, and he has started a podcast called Principally Speaking, and you can find it at principallyspeaking.com. And I am, um, I'm actually doing an interview with him tomorrow on his podcast uh, about, you know, go first-year principals. <laughs> so, um, but he's, uh, he's a great person. He loves to learn, and so definitely follow him. He is at Mr. Jason Bodnar, B-O-D-N-A-R.
1: That's interesting because do you know that Bob's uh, blog is A Principally A Principal Speaking?
2: I didn't.
3: Look, Look at that. How
2: about that? I've been I've been tinkering with changing it uh, since I'm not in the principalship anymore, but once oh, a yeah. once a principal always a principal, right? That's so true.
1: I think you should go with like innovationally speaking. Right. Uh
2: You know what? You guys also inspired me. I should tell you, you guys uh, told me about the Minnesota Digital Leadership Challenge, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that um, Kurt, Reese, and and company all did, right? Yes. Is that who it was? And Brad Brad Gustafson. Yeah, Yeah. there's like 11 people. It's awesome. And I actually am working on um, an innovative leadership challenge. Um, and it's, there's four parts to it now and it's almost ready for prime time. So I'll make sure you guys get that once I have it, but it's all about like, um, yeah, it's about being connected. It's about having courage. It's about helping, um, teachers and leaders learn beyond the classroom. And so, um, but yeah, I was inspired by that and I learned about that on this podcast. So that's pretty cool.
1: That's awesome because um, one of the things that I'm trying to do for my teachers is have a digital challenge this summer, and I'm, I'm looking actually for uh, different maybe ed tech companies and some of the, the you know, companies that I deal with on a regular basis to kind of help out because I want it to be all classroom-based, yeah. and, um, and I'm looking to have um, you know, them do some different things that they would normally not do um, over the summer to get ready, you know, for their new class and their new room.
3: What you are know? you calling it, Spike?
1: Um, a spikes challenge. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a cool name or something like that. Describe so. it
3: again for me. What are you doing? Um,
1: <laughs> I'm trying just, to, try to gonna, tweet it. It's going to be a digital leader. It, it's going to be a digital challenge of some sort. Uh, I know you're trying to help me out here, but I don't. I haven't That's come. That's okay. Up with anything, but. I love the idea that that um, that they have for that, and uh, and so I, I look at it like it's it's part you know badging, it's also part gamification, it's also kind of part like scavenger hunt, you know, and uh, because some of them are really cool, they'll just tell you you know go on Twitter chat. Um, listen to a podcast, those type of things. But what I'm trying to do is trying to have them do some different things like so when the students come back, you know, have an iMovie trailer for your classroom, um, work on a new design you know, based on 21st century for your classroom, you know, and try to get those things sponsored. That's, that's what I'm working on.
2: You, you know, Spike, two things that I ask people all the time are um, who are 10 people that do your job better than you and, oh. and and then ask them to go learn with those people. So just for educators to think about 10 people that do their job, the one they do better than them, and that oh, they can learn cool. from, I think that's a cool list to make. And then the other is 10 classrooms around the state, around the country that you'd like to go sit and have an hour in. Um, and even if they can't do it, I think it pushes folks to think about awesome classrooms.
1: I like that. Hmm. So would you like to give any, uh, shout outs to, to any folks?
2: Mr. Yeah. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, Kevin Grower is actually the principal at Maplewood Richmond Heights high school. They were just named one of the NASSP breakthrough schools and, uh, that's my community school. So, uh, Kevin is rock solid. And, uh, I just, and he has a blog and he is on Twitter from time to time. And, yeah, he actually just sent me something tonight, not knowing I was here, and so uh, that's how serendipity works, right? So he gets named, Kevin Grauer, um, and he's been there five or six years, and, um, yeah, just um, fantastic guy. I'm sure he is rooting on the Spurs tonight to beat the Heat. Oh, so, right. right. Uh, he's a big NBA guy, but uh, a great principal and a, a, a great friend. And what's wow, can his you job? give
3: us his, yeah, his Twitter handle?
2: Oh, yeah, he's at... K Grower, which is uh, I actually put it on the doc. So let me find it. Um, Grower, G-R-A-W-E-R. So at K Grower. Got it. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So. Well, this has been awesome.
3: Yes.
2: Thank far. you so much.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, yes.
2: It was fun, guys. I, I, I. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad to do it. So hopefully I can. Um, uh, get back to another face to face conversation with each of you sometime in the near future. That's my yeah, hope. That would
3: be great. So.
2: Okay, so once again, we want
1: to thank our guest, Bob Dylan. You can follow him at, at Ideaguy42 on Twitter and be sure to uh, check out his blog, Principally Speaking. Um, that's aprinciples, aprinciplespeaking.blogspot.com. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor, Storyboard That. Again, remember all our loyal loyal Teacher Cast followers can enjoy 25% off any package purchased today at storyboardthatcom slash TeacherCast. Um, make sure to um, follow Jeff Bradbury at TeacherCast. Uh, he's our producer, helps us out with everything. Um, he has TeacherCast.net, and they're also going through a huge um, remake of his uh, website and updating so uh, keep checking out uh, checking back for all the different things that are going on at teachercast.net Teresa did you have anything else?
3: I don't think so I think I'm good Bob anything for the good of the order?
2: No go USA Go I'm sleeping my scarf tonight we're good awesome don't (laughs) choke
3: yourself that may not be the best just that might not be the best. Thing.
2: <laughs> Throwing it out uh, there. <laughs> Spike, I'm sorry you have to actually go back to work tomorrow uh, with with kids, but uh, I hope your last few days go well.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I have <laughs> um, I have a set of grade level meetings uh, for my new grade levels for next year, and uh, so I'm going to be hitting the ground running, meeting with teachers, talking about next year and different things that are going on. Okay, so once again, thank you so much, and um, just to let you know, next week um, is our episode 32, and that's June 22nd. We will be featuring Erin Klein, and she will be helping us do an ISTE pre-show, so we look forward to having her next week. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Teresa, you got to do it.
3: i got to do it. Principal cast out.